Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and Reed. Check this out. This is the Rip and Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Reed. Riders on the storm Riders on the storm Into this house we're born Into this world we're thrown Like a dog without a bone And packed around alone Riders on the storm There's a killer on the road His brain is squirming like a toad Take a long holiday Let your children play If you give this man a ride Sweet family will die Killer on the road Perfect song. This is the third straight day of rain. Important, even though it wiped so much economic activity away this past weekend. No San Gennaro feast, wiped out, no other festivities. If I could have a little bit more on the volume there, Matt Meany, okay. I need my Jim Morrison fix. But there were some positives to this rain, torrential rain, and the torrential rain that will be with us the rest of the day. It was able to wash away from the asphalt to Midtown all the flotsam and jetsam left behind by the despots, dictators, their delegations, and tyrants who dominated and controlled our city for a full week at our taxpayers' expense. At the beginning of the week, I described to all of you on the same rip and read that you can hear every Monday through Friday from 12 to 1. That, in fact, because of our foreign aid to our friends and, yes, our foes, these delegations were using the money that you hard-working people contribute to the federal treasury, whether you want to or not, under the threat of being put into jail by the IRS. And that, in fact, our public safety networks with... Um, Acronyms that I can't even announce what it is they stand for out of the 19 national security agencies coming out of uh, Washington, D.C. We're here to baby and nursemaid these enemies of America who, upon their arrival in their country of origin like Iran, will go to mosque and then will dance and prance outside in the town squares and scream, Death to America! death to Israel. And while they were here in order to placate them, they had a menu of orders that could not be delivered by Grubhub or any other delivery agency. They wanted hookers from hell, and they wanted cocaine. And so our national security agencies, again, check the alphabet and try to figure out the alphabet soup, who they are and what they do, other than spend our money nursemaiding 
enemies of America while here at the United Nations for the annual General Assembly in which they do nothing. Why not just... Why not just outsource it and send it to Zurich or Geneva in Switzerland? Isn't that what Switzerland is supposed to be for? A neutral country? A place for where they can go and frolic and have prostitutes and cocaine? But no, it's got to be New York City. So I remember when I made that statement that hookers from hell were being delivered to them at all hours of the morning by our own security agencies. Verified by the NYPD who were here to nursemaid them and protect them because they had diplomatic immunity. They could not be arrested. Sort of like what these asylum seekers have, right? Immunity from arrest and prosecution. So what our security agencies were doing is bringing them in in vans. Women who had been brought in, and some men and some transgenders for the freaky-deaky diplomats, at taxpayers' expense, from JFK, having been flown in from Europe and Las Vegas because we didn't have enough of our own prostitutes locally to satisfy their decadence and debauchery. And I had mentioned how cocaine was being purchased by them with no ramifications or consequences because the moment they made their purchase from local drug dealers, they slipped it into their diplomatic pouch. And then they're an untouchable. You could search anything else on a diplomat, his apartment, the embassy, the consulate, if you have the, the proper warrants, but you can never search a diplomatic pouch. So finally, we are able to wash the scum away from their visit this past week. But now, all of a sudden, as the rain continued yesterday, the deluge, I had a mission after broadcasting to all of you on the other side of midnight, six hours, Saturday morning from 12 to 6, and then Sunday, 12 to 6. I was joined by my wife, Nancy, in the rain, and we took the number one train to the next-to-last stop up in the Riverdale section of the Bronx, right next to Van Cortland Park, 238th Street. And we left the subway station and walked up the hill past the Riverdale Diner, Again, closed like so many other diners in our tri-state area. It's like hard to find a diner that's open anymore. And we ascended the steps like so many areas in the West Bronx, right near Yankee Stadium in the South Bronx, to the Mid-Bronx, to the North Bronx. If you go along the West Side, you will find these steps that were put into place by Mason so many years ago from foreign countries. That is not a stairway to heaven like Led Zeppelin would sing about, but it's a stairway sometimes right into the, the bowels of hell. But for me, it was reinvigorating. It was like drinking Geritol. It was like stimulation, like you couldn't get from Viagra, Cialis, or Levitra. I heard the sounds as they saw my red beret protruding up the steps, and they were screaming at the top of their lungs. Oh, they were all in unison. There were a hundred socialists of America. Their leader in absence, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. All out crazy. Leader of the socialists. And they, she was so proud of them. 
You know, I say we're doing live Facebooking back to her. She, yeah, get that guy, get him. He's now encroaching in our turf in the Bronx. You know, if he wants to go out there in Staten Island, that's okay. If he wants to go to Floyd Benefield, by the way, underwater after three days, it is a floodplain. There's like five inches of rain out there, City Hall. I know you're listening intently. Those of you from the Adams administration who probably call upstairs again and try to have me fired, suspended, or retract his statement, or apologize, you can kiss my tookus. There's five inches of rain on the ground at Floyd Bennett Field in the very place that you want to put up a tent that'll house 7,500 illegal aliens who are single able-bodied men of military conscription age in their country of origins with nowhere to go and nothing to do. And you want to put them right there and become a hemorrhoid to those who are in the Irish Riviera and the Rockaways right next to... Uh, our own Sid Rosenberg, who is davening as we speak, and only two days a year he does that, like so many other Jews. And they pay for the seat in their synagogue or shul. Because, Matt, Matt Meany, they must get written into the book of life by Hashem. If you don't get written into the book of life, you're muerte, you're dead, you're a cadaver in formaldehyde. Sometime within the next year. So watch, in this rain, I tell you what Sid is going to be doing to hedge his bet. Because, let's face it, he's committed sins. He's standing out right on Rockaway Beach, throwing progresso breadcrumbs into the Atlantic Ocean and pebbles. Because if you want reconsideration for Hashem, you must throw pebbles or breadcrumbs into moving water. And, oh, my God. Yeah, he's gone to the nearby wall bombs, and he's cleaned out all the progressive breadcrumbs. Uh, we'll see if uh, Sid Rosenberg was written into the Book of Life. But meantime, I digress. So, Floyd Bennett is underwater. And Eric Adams and Kathy Crimewave Holcomb and Joe Biden insist that illegal aliens be put there, which has caused all kinds of agita to the residents of the Rockaways Broad Channel and obviously in Brooklyn Mill Basin. Marine Park, Georgetown, Canarsie, all the places, Gravesend, Gerritsen Beach, that I and Sid uh, have frolicked in over the years. And that's why we have co-hosted rallies there in which we will not let the politicians speak. Oh, no, they're rally killers. And that's why we've been able to attract thousands. But here is the argument of why you can't put tents in single able-bodied young men, illegal aliens of military age, with nothing to do and nowhere to go. But as I stood there at the top of 238th Street and Waldo, I turned to where the people were who had invited me to conduct this protest against the migrants being put into the former dorm. The Manhattan College had sold for $18 million years ago to a group called what is that, stud or whatever the hell their name is? We'll get into that more. <laughs> and they have basically ripped off the community. They promised that it would be for the elderly, affordable housing, for the homeless, and for the veterans. And that's when the deal was consummated, and nobody objected. And all of a sudden, this nonprofit stabbed the community in the back. 
And I must tell you, the community did not take to this passively as they were shut out by Manhattan College that made the deal with the devil. And the two uh, Dimrod Dinowitzes, the father and son, the Democratic Assemblyman and the son, the Eric Dinowitz, the city councilman, who also sold out the residents of Riverdale. And as the socialist guy here, the socialist screaming at me again, Matt. On the side were the Altacacas who had invited me, many of them uh, first-generation immigrants from the old Soviet Union as far away as Siberia, who were amazed that these young Americans would be promoting socialism and communism, the very thing they fled from the old Soviet Union. They were Altacacas, and this was their cry in defiance of the socialists in the pouring rain. Now that's the socialists. Where are my supporters here, Matt Meany? Where are what? what? Freedom for man! Freedom for man! Freedom for man! Freedom for man! got some practicing to do. Uh, socialists seem to be better organized. They were younger. They were more used to screaming in the rain at all of their rallies, you know. Uh, down with the USA. The USA is Satan. Israel is the little Satan, just like our enemies in Iran. I got to practice with the Altacacas because you think that's the first demonstration? No. There'll be many more. Wake up, Manhattan College. Wake up, Dimrod Dinowitzes. We're coming for you because you have sold out the community. What is the name of that nonprofit organization? Style Stud Stunad. We'll call it the Stunad nonprofit that has stabbed the people of Riverdale in the back. Oh no, it ain't happening no more, ladies and gentlemen, because Stag, that's the name of this group, Curtis Sliwa, and Nancy Sliwa, who does the deep dive on nonprofits. Peeling away the layers that you are embedded in, protecting yourself like the uh, butterfly does before it emerges, right? We're going to get you, Stag. We're going to get you, Manhattan College. And we're going to get you, you two Dimrod Dinowitzes. And over our dead bodies, are you going to put migrants in that empty dorm at Manhattan College? Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Oh, it is a comeback. There's no doubt about it. He thinks he's going to knock out the opposition as he emerges out of his crypt, the Cuomo crypt in the compound in Southampton that is owned by his brother Fredo, 
uh, a.k.a. Chris Cuomo with the muscle between both uh, ears who thinks he's like LL Cool J, like he's going to knock your block off. <laughs> but let me tell you this, LL Cool J is not from Queens. You know, they have, uh, have a statue in Flushing Meadow Park. Uh, just as you approach the Unisphere, they got LL Cool J carrying a boom box. And uh, he was actually born in Bayshore, Long Island, although... I remember the story of LL Cool J. It's heartbreaking. His father shot his mother and grandfather, nearly killing them both when he was four years old. And then he moved to St. Albans, Queens. And then he had real Queens cred, no doubt about it. So the uh, Black Congressional uh, Caucus was honoring LL Cool J over the weekend. And who appeared? Joe Biden, whom without... The African-American vote would never have won the Democratic primary for president nor the presidential election against then-President Donald Trump. And this is what he had to say about LL Cool J. Two of the great artists of our time representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip-hop in America, LL J. Cool J. Uh, by the way, that boy's got, that man's got biceps bigger than my thighs. That boy, imagine if I called Dominic Carter a boy here, or James Golden, right? You think I would be forgiven? Hell no! There'd be demonstrations outside, Al Slim Shady Sharpton of the National Action Hate Network. No justice, no peace. Sliwa must apologize. Sliwa must retract. Sliwa must be fired. Sliwa must be suspended, right? We know that. But you see, Joe Biden gets a pass. Nobody has asked LL Cool J. I don't know if you know this, Matt Meany. LL Cool J, the only time he ever took a political stance, he actually supported George Pataki against Mario Facha Bruta Como as Como attempted a fourth, four, uh, four year term as governor. And when LL Cool J was asked why he was standing next to Pataki at a press conference supporting him, said, Well, he's a tall guy. I like tall guys. He had no idea about politics. Typical of these rappers. But anyway, patronizing as he always is. He came on with uh, John Katzmatidis and with Dominic Carter this morning, substituting for Sid Rosenberg. But before he even did that, he wanted to patronize Sid Rosenberg. He wanted to patronize all the Jews out there, just like he's always done, just like all politicians, Democrats and Republicans do. And you know you can't believe them. He is saying it is time for the Shabbos Goy. The Shabbos Goy can do the work that benefits both the Jewish community and the non-Jewish community. The Shabbos Goy can turn on the lights on the Sabbath because it benefits everyone. It is time to turn on the lights. Hey, Cuomo, you were never a Shabbos Goy. Hey, Elvis Presley was in Tupelo, Mississippi. So was Colin Powell who went to Morris High School next to St. Mary's Park in the South Bronx, and a Chavez Goy would have to turn the lights on off, would have to light the burner, and would have to actually get the Charmin tissue peep, uh, paper and rip it uh, before the Sabbath because the Orthodox, the observing, could not rip toilet paper, could not rip any paper. And you think Cuomo would do that? Hell no! He'd probably say, hey, Fredo, you become the Chavez Goy. I'll get the credit. So typical of Cuomo. So Dominic Carter asked Andrew Evelines Cuomo 
a question about his political comeback, because notice whether it's Menendez on the ropes there in New Jersey as a crook, his first public appearance will be in a black church, just like he did the last time in Trenton. And with Andrew Evilized Cuomo now, he only makes appearances in black Baptist churches. And so, Governor Cuomo, you're telling us this morning you were at a church uh, yesterday in Brooklyn, and uh, what you had to say made a lot of uh, headlines nationally. Of course, it made a lot of headlines nationally because reporters seem to be stunned. They're like uh, donkeys. They're like mules. They're like burrows. They're not very bright. They're not like elephants like me who can never forget and who cannot forgive. This is uh, Andrew Evilized Cuomo's new line as he is listening to us on our FM affiliate, WLIR. FM standing for freaking morons, feeble-minded, fornicating madly, free marijuana, and of course, Frank Morano. He listens intently from his Cuomo Michael Corleone compound as they've hit the mattresses. They're stirring the marinara sauce with their Cuomo leg breaker, Joe Pococo, just out of jail. He's the enforcer. And this is his new line of discussing who's at fault for the invasion by illegal aliens. The federal government and the state government are absolutely nowhere. And it is their problem, my friends. Ah, but we don't have the cut. That is the money cut here. So I'll give you guys an opportunity to scramble. You see, he's saying that now in 2023, but in 2014, when he was debating County Executive Molinaro to be governor, the Republican candidate, by the way, uh, the only debate he would permit at 9 o'clock in the morning on CBS Channel 2 News. He insisted, you want a debate? I'll give you a debate. This is the time of the place. And uh, you, you either take it or leave it. He called Ice Stugs. Now, this is, if you don't know what ICE is, ICE is Limigre, Immigration and Naturalization Service. It is the federal law enforcement agency that was formed in the aftermath of uh, 9-11 in 2003 because everyone recognized that's how uh, the terrorist attackers got in. They overstayed their visas. That's right. All the Al-Qaeda attackers came in, many of them with visas to learn how to fly at flight schools. We taught them how to fly. They flew those jets into the World Trade Center. And then we realized, oh, my God, they're coming in all different ways. They're overstaying a tourist stay, an educational visa, work visa, and, of course, coming in illegally. That's why we created ICE. So what did Andrew Evilized Cuomo say about ICE then and has not apologized since? New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York. So, Matt Meany, I want to go back to that original cut. This is the new revised, resurrected, revisionist Andrew Cuomo, who is saying the federal government is nowhere to be found on the migrant issue. The federal government... And the state government are absolutely nowhere. And it is their problem, my friends. Now, maybe the reason they're not there in our state, in our city, is that you, Andrew Evilized Cuomo, threatened to sue ICE, the federal law enforcement agency. 
you won't allow local law enforcement or county law enforcement or the state, state police to work with them. You won't allow anyone from the court system to work with them. So that means if an illegal alien has committed a crime and has been arrested here and he's being released and ICE has a detainer because they're a bad hombre, you won't turn them over to ICE. In fact, let me hear what he said about ICE being thugs. New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York. You know, uh, Andrew, I know you're listening intently. ICE is waiting for an apology. But then again, you won't even acknowledge saying that, right? (laughs) What a revisionist. Although he did come to a conclusion. At the end of his interview with John Katsimatidis and Dominic Carter this morning, they basically described me lock, stock, and barrel. But he is incapable, Matt Meany, of saying the name Curtis Lee. It's like stuck in his throat. I think you're going to need people, people, neighborhoods, like is happening in Brooklyn with Floyd Benefield, by the way. They're up in arms. And I need that. I think you're going to need the people's anger to resonate to get the politicians to move. They taught us in high school, the politicians lead and the people follow baloney. Not anymore. The people have to lead and the politicians will follow. Matt Meany, program director. I can't believe that. Andrew Evilize Cuomo is now my promo because at the start of every segment that I do, uh, the first words you hear before you hear anything from me is the following. Curtis Sliwa is a politician who says don't trust politicians. Wow. So, Andrew, it's okay. I know you won't apologize to ICE. I don't want you to apologize to me. But why not follow your fellow Hamptonite living out there? I think he's out in Montauk. I'm not quite sure. He's no longer in Levittown where he grew up. Bill O'Reilly, our colleague here. Bill O'Reilly, who at times can be very stubborn and obstinate, as you know, very headstrong, like a typical Irishman, no doubt about it, has actually recognized all the work that I'm doing in leading the rebels throughout the tri-state area against the illegal alien invasion. And he has noticed that my fellow Republicans are on the sidelines. You know, they'll give a speech, they'll have a press conference, and then other than Andrew Lanza, the state senator out in Staten Island, who is with us every step of the way at every rally where we don't let the politicians speak because they are rally killers, doesn't matter. The senior member of the Staten Island delegation, Andrew Lanza, is there from beginning throughout the speeches, and is the last person to leave. That is a dedicated politician who's been elected over and over again, who is there to serve the people, and not just to serve himself like Menendez, who we're going to be talking about him next, who had a press conference. You're not going to believe what he said. And yet he had his sickle fans, toadies, and lackeys in the room who are dependent on him to eat because he pays their salaries. Wait, you don't want to go anywhere. But before we go there, we got to listen to Bill O'Reilly, who has anointed me as the head of the rebels. 
I understand what Curtis is doing. He wants to bring attention to the. Well, I wanted, I, I, want, I wanted to ask you about that. It's important because I've gotten very close with Curtis. I did appear at two rallies with Curtis in Brooklyn last week. But you know, you and I are also extremely close. Do you think Curtis is doing the right thing? He does not, by the way, he does not encourage violence. He doesn't. Do you think he's doing the right thing? Yes. Because Good. there's got to be a leader. And, you know, in, in an area with 16 million people, um, most of whom sympathize with, with the position that this is insane, that we don't have any money anyway here, and the taxes are the highest in the nation, and now we're putting billions of dollars out on people who shouldn't be here. He's absolutely right. You must have a leader of every, any movement. And there's no doubt the people have made me the leader of the rebels, because without a leader, there's anarchy. So remember, our cry out there, anyone listening, wherever you are, all over the United States, because this is the most powerful radio station in the nation with the most iconic call letters, which at times stands for always broadcasting, Curtis. If you need to be organized, like I went into the belly of the beast in Riverdale, where they are all Democrats, few Republicans, mostly moderate Democrats, but lots of AOC socialists, liberals and progressives. We will bring this people's movement to your neighborhood. Just reach out and ask. We don't charge anything because we are saving our country. We are saving our states and we are saving our cities, our counties and our suburbs. And it's the least that we can do for all of you. As I always say at these rallies where we won't let the politicians speak because they're rally killers. Up the rebels! the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Travel from Hudson County through West New York Union City along Bergen Line Avenue it is the road of corruption of a son of the most corrupt Democratic Party in America, Hudson County. And its capo di tutti is Bobby Menendez. Crook of all crooks, I've said this for years. Out of the many crooked U.S. senators up on the hill in the cloakroom, nobody is available more times to be wine-dined and pocket-lined than the corrupt one, Bobby Menendez. And there he stood defiantly today before a phalanx of cameras and microphones, surrounded by his sickle fans, toadies, and lackeys from the Cuban community, some of them from the days of Alpha 66, who tried to take Cuba back from uh, Castro behind the sugarcane curtain, Alpha 66 supported by the CIA criminals in action, and... Uh, They were stymied at the Bay of Pigs. A mark, a stain on America's foreign policy and on the initial presidency of JFK. But now he's riding high in the saddle because he's calling upon the support of his Cuban-American community in which he has said over the years, you've always been there for me and I've always been there for you. 
So with a cup of strong Cuban coffee and the black bean soup and a Cuban sandwich at his side, in a $5,000 customized suit, U.S. Senator Bobby Menendez under indictment by the U.S. Attorney's Office of the Southern District of Manhattan said this in defense of his greed. For 30 years, I have withdrawn thousands of dollars in cash from my personal savings account, which I have kept for emergencies and because of the history of my family facing confiscation in Cuba. Really? You know, there have been Jews who have carried around passports and jewelry as they've been chased from country to country under threat of execution and concentration camps. But I never heard that one from a Cuban before. And he wants uh, a friend of the court brief. Yes, he does, Matt Meany. He wants it from actor Al Pacino, who played that other Cubano who came over with the criminal Mariolito boat lift of 1980, in which we inherited all the criminals on the island of Cuba. And he wants a friend of the court brief filed by Tony Montagna. Please, let me talk to him, my man. You a communist? Huh? How do you like it? They tell you all the time what to do, what to think, what to feel. Do you want to be like a cheap? Like all those other people, man? Bah, bah. I don't have to Come listen on. to this. Do you want to work eight, ten hours? You own nothing? You got nothing? Do you want a Chivato on every corner, man, looking after you, watching everything you do, everything you say, man? Do you know I eat octopus three times a day? I got an octopus coming out of my ears, man. I got the motion shoes, my feet's coming through. How'd you like that? What do you want me to stay there and do nothing? Hey, I know thief. I'm Tony Montana, a political prisoner from Cuba. And I want my human right now. Same words from Bobby Menendez. I'm no thief. Listen to it again. For 30 years, I have withdrawn thousands of dollars in cash from my personal savings account, which I have kept for emergencies and because of the history of my family facing confiscation in Cuba. Really? Really? You, you try that one on? Let's see what your brother in solidarity, Al Pacino, a.k.a. Tony Montagna, has to say in your defense. Me, I want what's coming to me. Oh, well, what's coming to you, Tony? The world, Chico. And everything in it. Just like Bobby Menendez, he thinks he's entitled to the world. And everything in it. Really, Bobby Menendez, you stuffed all your jackets, monogram jackets with cash that you withdrew all the time because you were in fear as a Cuban-American that you might have to pick up and leave at a moment's notice? Let me hear that again. For 30 years, I have withdrawn thousands of dollars in cash from my personal savings account, which I have kept for emergencies and because of the history of my family facing confiscation in Cuba. Ah, one last high five from the crook of all crooks. Tony Montagna, fellow Cubano, brought over in the Mariolito boat leaf by Bobby Menendez and Jimmy Carter. And I want my f***ing right now. Just like the president, Jimmy Carter says. Okay? who celebrated his 99th birthday in a peanut festival and parade. So from Jimmy Carter to Bobby Menendez, who welcomed the horde in the Mariolito boat lift, 
the Tony Montagna, filing a friend of the court brief for the crook of all crooks, the capo di tutti of the U.S. Senate, Bobby Menendez. May you rot in jail and then go straight to hell. Yo te mandé, yo te mandé, yo te mandé. 